You know, as we all get connected throughout the world, whether we are out in the diaspora or those on the continent, we are all starting to share stories with each other. We starting to break down a lot of propaganda that the white media put out about all of us, whether we're here in America and how they lie and just try to say all we are is Pookie and Ray Ray's. We don't want to work. Um, you know, all they want to put out is the sisters. All they want to do is twerk and be on food stamps. And, you know, in Africa, they always want to put out nothing about poor communities, warlords, etc. There's nothing good about Africa. They have been controlling the narrative for a very, very long time about black people. And they are the ones that have us not liking each other or having some sort of stereotypes about each other. You, you understand? Because them successfully doing that has been really holding us back and our true and full potential of what we could really do, not only just here in America, but also throughout the world. So I was informed about a particular colonizer that was running around YouTube afraid that the diaspora is coming and the diaspora is actually doing business and actually coming there, especially black Americans, if more so than anything, you have to understand something. It is a fear that black Americans are starting to come to the continent of Africa. Understand that the fear is when we show up, they know the jig is up. They know that they can't get away with, their debauchery that they're doing on the continent. They know that they can't play all these racist things that they do to Africans because they know we will inform them and check them. If we see them, especially on the African continent, they know that if they get around black Americans with that warrior tribe spirit that we have here in America, we know the truth, the truth all the way around about the colonizer and what he has done and what he continues today. He knows that we go teach African people everything that he has done to us here and teach them that we came off of those slave ships and it will resonate with them. I was talking with Kia and she said she had did a presentation in an African nation and she had showed part of hidden colors to the people and the people just floored. They were crying. She said they did say they didn't know any of that. So they would be informed of the truth. Now when you start informing them of the truth of what was done. What do you think is going to happen? It's like us here. When you start coming into the truth, your eyes are open and you can't go back to what you were doing before because you were deaf, dumb and blind. I remember when I was deaf, dumb and blind and a whole lot of things. I remember at one point in time, I used to be so excited about July 4th. Oh, I couldn't wait to the barbecuing and the fireworks and wearing America t-shirts. And, oh, man, it was just so wonderful. I remember when I was, you know, a kid and I couldn't wait to, to Christmas. And I was just so didn't know anything. But when you come to the truth, I can't do that no more. I can't celebrate no July 4th. I can't be talking about no Christmas and all that when I know the truth behind it. I mean, I can't do any of that. You know what I'm saying? Just name a few. So they fear that when they come into the truth, they're not going to be able to come over there and just parlay in African nations anymore. They're not going to have this attitude like, oh, my God, white people are here. That, that comes from them having ignorance as I am looking more and more into it. I'm talking to a lot more of them. They fear that. 
So I was informed of a particular colonizer. And this particular colonizer, let me tell you how, how devil meant he is. He has a YouTube channel masquerading, making people think that it's ran by African people. And this YouTube channel isn't ran by African people. It's ran by a white American and this white American don't like black Americans at all. But see, it goes back to what I said in my video with them going to African nations, talking about they going over there to help Africans, but you don't like black Americans. I mean, it tells you who they really are. And they think that, well, these are the, are the blacks that you know, don't know who we are and they, they're ignorant of who we are. So we can go over there and continue to do what they're doing. See, the thing is, and you better get ready, colonizers. Listen to me good. We coming. We constantly coming. It's not going to stop. We're going to expose you. And I promise you this. Your days are numbered when I get there because I promise you, any nation you are in, I'm going to find you. I'm going to expose your evil deeds and they're going to run you out of town. When they get to know the truth about you, see the truth, see, they fear the truth because the truth to them is racism because they silly and they dumb. Because if they knew the actual words truth and the words racism, they wouldn't say that. But to them, you know, the truth about them is racism, even though there's no promotion of black people being superior to anybody. But, you know, that's what they say. And as black folk, okay. We have to call them on the carpet anytime they try to call a black person racist. Number one, I tell them this is the best one to tell them. I say black people can't be racist. Oh, that run all through them because it's the truth. Black people can't be racist in the form of how you're trying to say it and definitely in the form of power. We can't be racist. Black people have to have power to be racist. Okay, because anything more than that, that's just name calling black people are doing. We don't have no power to harm you at all. So. The truth about you has nothing to do even with that. That's a separate issue. But see, they don't want you to tell the truth about them. And then I'm like, how dare you, you colonizer, trying to open your mouth and try to call black people racist when you are the, the creator of racism. You That's your creation. And you're still running that to this day. And you have no gall to sit up there and try to label somebody else. Please. You understand what I'm saying? So this particular colonizer was running around and I even got a message from the person. See, that's the interesting thing. The person actually came to me on WhatsApp and asked me about something this white person said. Now this white person, I'm going to call it out because I'm on my podcast. I'm not going to do my main channel, but they have a, a, a channel called this is Africa. And the letters is TIA and this channel is featured African people, but there's a white guy behind it. Now, this white guy is trying to talk bad about, you know, me and O'Shea Duke Jackson. And he says that you don't understand what type of talking about O'Shea person he is. He says, by the way, Ken Gonda did not give Wotamaya a chance in his YouTube career. Now, why he's so concerned about Wotamaya? Wotamaya is an African YouTuber. He's doing very good. I know Wotamaya. I've talked to him several times. I haven't met him yet. But um, he, he seems definitely like a good brother. Um, he said it, it was more like what might give King Gonda a chance in his YouTube career. I personally know the owner of King Gonda. He's no friend of Africa. We used to be friends. Um, he said, now this is what I'm talking about here. And they get to me. He said, Phil himself is a racist. And I get the impression you don't understand Americans as I do. And I'm actually from the States. Phil preaches hate plain and simple and is profiting off of what he is doing on YouTube we need genuine people to represent Africa, not not people who come to Africa 
and promote racism and sex tourism. Okay. Well, the sex tourism part has nothing to do with me. I don't go over there looking for that. Got a wife at home. Um, let's, let's focus on that. Phil himself is a racist. Yes, telling the truth about racism and white supremacy in America and throughout the world, understand these you know, white supremacists themselves are going to call you a racist. Yes, they're going to call you that. So him calling me a racist, that's I love it. Call me that. You understand what I'm saying? And the fact is, you no, know, telling the truth about racism, white supremacy, and he pocket watching, just like they all do. They are the, you talk about black people pocket watching. They are the biggest pocket watchers in the world when it comes to black people. They don't want black people to make a dime. And the fact is, he mad that I do better than him, at least on the digital space. That he pocket watching. Now, he don't know what I get or what I don't get, but he said they pocket watching. And the fact is, he said to promote racism. No, 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 no. You mean to promote the truth about you on the African continent? So when I tell them the truth about you and then you come in the room, they don't tell a black person, hey, get up because a white person come and sit in. They're going to turn around and look at you like, what you here for? You get what I'm saying? They're they going to know the truth about how what you did to them in their own countries. They're going to know the truth. They're not going to no, bow down to you. They're not going to be no punks about nothing no more because they know the truth. That's what you're afraid of. Understand that. That's what they're afraid of. See, this is why when I did that live stream, they had a memorandum 46 back in the 70s. And the main thing it said is to keep black Americans who are part of the revolutionary civil rights movement away from the continent of Africa. It's the exact same thing. They say, lest they go over there and teach them their ways and they mess up our access to Africa. They said that in Memorandum 46 during the presidency of Jimmy Carter. So this is no different. This has been always a goal and plan of white supremacy to keep us divided from the continent of Africa. And they have done very well because they have made a lot of black Americans fear going to Africa. They have, you know, used other Africans that have came in. has been nothing but Africans. And then they say one thing to you or they, a few of them do a few things to you that are Africans. And then, like I said before, and I will say this again, some of us are the bastardized children of the white man. And the reason why I said this before in the live stream is because you act just like him. What I mean is if one African or one other black person do you something, you automatically indict the whole group. That's exactly what a white man would do about other races of people. Right. So just as much we say we don't like when racist white folks indict the whole black race for one black person. Yet yeah, we're quick to do it. One black person have a business. You get bad service. See, that's why I ain't going to black owned business. That's how black people are. But white people do it to you all day long and you still go back to white businesses. Right. So you have one African come over and say something stupid to you or, or treat you bad or, or, or look down on you. So you're going to automatically indict the whole African continent or the whole Caribbean or the whole, you know, uh, Latin America where black folks are at just because of this one or a few people. That's dangerous. And I will always call people out if I catch you doing that mess. I say, have you ever went to those countries? Have you met those people? If the majority of those people act like that with you, when you got there, then I'll be with you. I say, yeah, man, we don't want to go over there because these people don't like us like that. Okay. If they have a, a, a documented history of doing this, right? So that's why I don't like all this, you know, conversation that, oh, I don't like this. I don't like that one. You know, some people do that mess. And I say, how is that benefiting us? Because I need to do a lot, either a live stream, maybe, or a podcast about how you're dividing so much throughout the world, but yet other groups 
connect with each other throughout the world and are helping each other, especially on this side of him of the hemisphere. When you look at what's happening with immigration and everything and how all of them are working together to get the people up here to America, it's been just recently revealed that a representative Veronica Escobar has been sending people to Mexico to teach them how to game the system, get them over here. See, they help their own. They don't sit up and say, oh, you Mexican, or you Guatemalan, or you El Salvadorian, I ain't trying to help you. No, they say we all the same people, and we're going to try to help our people get over here. Unlike black folk here in America, I ain't helping that African, I ain't helping that Caribbean, I ain't helping this, I ain't helping, I'm sick of them, and this and the third. You get what I'm saying? But that's a totally different uh, video and, and definitely um, a different podcast from a different day. Okay. Now, continuing. So the guy says that I had to vet these people for some years, you know, and I, I don't know how, how he gonna vet me. <laughs> you know, that's the interesting part. He said, but Phil was easy to vet out a few videos. Let's say uh, he was mentioning O'Shea. He said, I don't know if King Gandhi is an American who I told you. Uh, you know, I don't get so much about O'Shea too much, but I'm also focusing about me in a sense. Now, the other thing I thought that was interesting, he told the guy, I hope I do not come off as being too rough in my first response. I have a vested interest in Africa. Listen to this, what his colonizers say. He has a vested interest in Africa and where Phil does not. How does Phil don't have a vested interest of Africa? Um, do My ancestors come from there. Uh, I'm a black person. I'm part of the diaspora. To me, I don't have a vested interest. Are you kidding me? A white man is going to tell me I don't have a vested interest of Africa. Do you hear these colonizers? They're going to tell me I don't have a vested interest. So that, that is amazing to me. That is amazing. A black man don't have a vested interest in Africa, but but yet he has it. Okay. Um, and then he wants to talk about Nardas, you know, O'Shea, and. Um, he's, you know, he's talking more about O'Shea and I'm not focused so much, uh, what he's saying about O'Shea. That's not my issue. But the thing is, these colonizers got some nerve to say that Phil don't have a vested interest in Africa. Well, colonizer, if you ever listen to this and I'm pretty sure somebody going to send it to you, let, let me tell you something. I have way more of a vested interest in Africa than you do. You're there to trick like you always do. You're trying to colonize. You've seen content is going to show more the the you know the debunking propaganda that the white media put out about Africa. So what you're trying to do is create a YouTube channel, hide and use African people to run it, and make people think that it is ran by African people. You have done this mess for a long time, just like you do this mess here in America, with running sham companies and trying to take my uh, black money that's set aside from the government for businesses, how you stole that in the millions by doing that crap. Okay. So you're the same everywhere you go. You're a thief first and foremost. Africans are waking up to y'all just like sister African tigers. You know, she, she saw that video, of that other white guy running around lying about Africa and she's, you know, she was pissed off. And I said, yeah, it's time to call those colonizers out for their lies and put out the truth. I say, because they're not going to control the narrative anymore. It is time for black folk worldwide to take our media and our stories and control them. Because he or she who controls the narratives control the thought processes of everybody. And what's going on right now is that the colonizer is having trouble maintaining the narrative because we are great at pushing 
our narratives now. We are great at moving at unified fronts with the message. And we're more relentless than the colonizer do. We can cut out video quicker than the colonizer can. The colonizer got to go through a bunch of hands to put out anything. So the nerve of this colonizer to try to talk to another African to not work with possibly, you know, this is about the Kenya version we're going to do to work with us doing something. And that's how I feel about that too. If that colonizer can convince a, another African to say, Hey, don't, don't work with, with, with Phil or work with whoever. I look at that as a blessing because I don't want that kind of you know person around me. Because if you listen into them folks like that and you letting a white man tell you, he knows, you know, I guess he say he know black Americans. He don't know crap. He fearful. You know, from what I heard, he's actually over there in an African nation. Okay. But the fact is colonizer, we coming, we coming, and you either, you know, I don't know what to tell you, get used to it or carry yourself back to Europe. I think, why don't you go do a video or, or a YouTube channel called This is Europe? How about that? And go show the Europe and, 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 and cause you should have, you have a vested interest in Europe. I would agree with that. If you would have told me Phil don't have a vested interest in Europe, I would agree with that. I said, no, I don't. I have no interest in Europe at all. I don't care. I do have a vested interest in Africa. I have a vested interest in the Caribbean. I have a vested interest anywhere we're at. Yes, I would go to European nations to visit our people, but I don't um, have no vested interest in the continent of Europe at all. I don't. I just don't. I don't I, not at all. But the fact is, these people fear our return. It is a fear. And you even have Africans that fear our return, too. It's not just them. Because you guys understand, just like you got coons here in America, you got Africans, you got Caribbean coons. They, I mean, coons are everywhere now. They, they just not, you know, but but they aren't the majority, okay? They aren't the majority, and I don't worry about that. Just like you got that one chick, that what's her name? That, that one chick, African chick, that they can't, they hate me, they hate me, boy. Oh, she can't stand me, and I'm like, oh hell, I'm coming. Don't worry about it. You know, I, I, I'll, I'll meet you when I get there. You get what I'm saying? Fact is, you can't. She fear well, I guess competition. She fear a whole lot of things. You, you know, you're not you're not fearing them Chinese coming in there and them white folks coming in there, but you you afraid of, of black Americans. So you know, hey, it is what it is. Black Americans, you you know how us we when we do anything, we take over. You know that that's how we are as people. We have a takeover mentality. That's why the white folks try to keep us at bay. That's why they try to keep us held down because they know that anything we step foot in, we take that over. So we step foot on the continent. We taking that over. They know that it's it just how we are. And the thing is they have treated us so bad here. Like we have been battle tested. That's another thing we, we can. And also we can teach that we can teach these industries. We could teach so many different things over there. And cut them colonizers out of so much that they've been doing. We could teach them about these Chinese and what they really own out there. Now we can cut we can cut a whole lot of uh, getting good out there for them. And understand, we are so effective that when stories get out of African nations and then we all jump on it in the diaspora, we're making African nations make moves. Okay, there's two stories in particular I could tell you where African. Nations have made moves or the people got released from jail because the diaspora found out and we applied pressure. 
So don't tell me that that we aren't even effective even across the water. That's what they fear. We're now affecting African politics. You think the colonizer like that? Not just the Democrat Party here. We're affecting African politics. So, yes, we coming. Get ready, colonizer. We coming. Now, some of us may not come, and that's fine. Like my, my motto is like Marcus Garvey. Not trying to take everybody to North Africa. He said that. You don't want to go stay yourself right here. Don't you don't you leave. You stay right here. Whatever you think about yourself in America, you you be here. And I and when I get back, I get with you. You know, that's how I am about it. I got a lineage to this place too. You know, I will never give up my American citizenship. We built this place. But also, you know, I definitely want to give me a citizenship in the African nation too. I won't do a citizenship. Just like a lot of these people, um, these Israeli people. They got dual citizenship in Israel and also they got it in America. Why can't I have a dual citizenship? Same thing. Black folks need to try to get a dual citizenship. But that colonizer, he better recognize we're coming. Don't get scared. You know, either either pack up and leave or just give it the program. But them days of you just tricking Africans and they don't know no better. And you bring your Confederate flags down there to African nations, yes, they do that. And they sell Confederate flags and Confederate clothing. And they, that Africans actually think that's just something, you know, clothes or something from America. They don't know any better. When we go teach them things like that and inform them about the transatlantic slave trade, inform them what you've done, trust me, your days going to be very, very numbered. Leave me your thoughts. Thank you for listening to the Philo Scott audio experience. I hope you learned something from our program. Make sure if it's your first time here, go and check out all the episodes that we have. Stop binge listening. That way you can get acclimated to everything that we're talking about. If you like our show and we would greatly appreciate you liking the show, support us monthly. You can do it as little as a dollar or more. Support of the show helps us to keep going, helps us to change, upgrade, buy equipment. You know, eventually we're going to start bringing guests in and we want to make sure we put on a great show for you guys. So support is definitely something that we greatly appreciate. We definitely appreciate all our supporters that we have now. We love you. We cherish you. Thank you for everything that you're doing. See you next time.